Hello again, it's me, Io. And I just wanted to say a few words before we get into the show proper. In celebration of changing the name of my podcast to The Built Environment Marketing Show, I'm going live to record five episodes on LinkedIn to kick off the season. There's going to be questions on the floor and everything, which is a nice addition to the actual interviews themselves too. And now, let's get on with the show, which is an interview with Emma Drake. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Built Environment Marketing Show live here on LinkedIn. And it's day four of me celebrating the name change of my podcast, as you do. Uh, I'm your host, Iowa Bass, and I am founder and director of Abbas Marketing. And if you're joining us live, I'm always going to ask you an icebreaker question. Today's one is, tell us what's the last podcast you listened to? And if you could just write it in the comments, it just tells me that actually we're live and people can hear us. But also I find it quite interesting. So I'll start first. Um, Actually, just before this, I was listening to a podcast with Clement Telford interviewing Dr. Alex about mental health and kids, which was really interesting because he's got a new book out and he's doing a huge campaign to raise 200 million pounds to set up some mental health centres across the country, which is really good. So that's the podcast I was listening to. What's the last one you listened to, Emma? Oh, gosh, I think it was Propel Swimming um, and it was about... (laughs) parents of swimmers <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's a parent you know, and she's a swimmer <laughs> you, learned, you learned quite a lot there didn't you <laughs> exactly, this is what we listened to that's what I was asking I thought that's a really good question uh so yeah if anyone's live and listening I'd love to know what podcast you was the last one you listened to and if it's mine bonus points uh Emma do you want to give a brief intro to you uh in a second because I forgot to say today we are talking about podcasting a route to grow your business and of course my guest is Emma Drake who is a fellow podcaster just like me Emma do you want to do a brief intro I'm saying brief intro to you and what you do yeah uh hi everyone thanks for tuning in for tuning in live today and hello to everyone listening out there um I'm Emma. I'm a built environment communication consultant and also a host of the podcast Communication Strategy That Works. Uh, I've been podcasting for nearly two years now and uh, I've learned a lot. And um, I'm really looking forward to chatting more about podcasting today. I probably could talk about it for more than half an hour, but I'm just going to keep me in check. So, so yeah, I've already had this conversation. So, <laughs> does podcasting work to grow your business? Is our first question, Emma. Go. Well, you know, thanks for inviting me on, Io. I'm really happy to be here. And uh, today we're talking really about, um, we talked about this a bit beforehand, but external audio podcasts for your business that could help you grow your business and yes in that context they are an excellent way to help you grow your business and I think there's a number of reasons for that um I'm sure you'll chip in as well Io but uh, there's a slice of the pie for everyone actually um and we'll deep dive on some of these but podcasts are so niche you know you can develop audio on a product um a design a concept uh, a way of doing something you can gather opinions you can challenge perceptions uh you can produce one on any topic, really. Um, so they're a great way of engaging people in whatever it is that you do. Um, and because of the hosting platforms, the way they work, you know, content is pushed to people, to huge yeah. search engines, in fact. So, uh, you know, when when else would your content feature on iTunes? or, or you well, know, Yeah, and it's always quite nice to see. Or like, yeah. I always find like if I show my son, oh, look, that's good. You know, like when he's looking at his at the iPad and I'm like, oh, did you see who that was? And he goes, Mr. Tumble. No, it was me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's not Mr. Tumble. That was me. I saw myself yeah. on the iPad. Sometimes mine comes <laughs> on in the car, you know, because it's on there on, yeah. on Spotify. They're like, 
And they're like, <laughs> it really freaks them out, actually. <laughs> they know. I'm not, we not are cool. cool. We only stretch the we imagination cool. in their eyes. Okay, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. I mean, it's they are such a great way. I think. I think you know, from a sort of, it's it's rooted in more than that, though. I think there are some stats that back that up. Podcasts listens are up, aren't they? Uh, we know this. Yeah. They sort of plateaued a bit, twenty twenty, and I think people thought, oh, is this the end of of podcasting? But actually. Um, they're predicted to grow by another 10 million uh, up to 2026. Um, and they're more popular with young people. Um, I think it was the Literary, Tr- Literary Trust did a study of 11 to 18 year olds. And um, as well as helping them engage better, they can do other tasks while they're listening. So they can do their yeah. homework, they can listen to podcasts. And it makes them feel, you know, in some cases, made them feel less anxious and sad about doing things just by having someone to tune into. So um, I think that's a really interesting stat, depending on who your audience is. Um, but like I said, you know, you can carve out a real niche, can't you? And unlike blogs, where you have to know where they are, you have to go and find them, you have to do a lot of promotion and rely on the links being found. Um, people are actively looking for podcasts and there's huge platforms waiting to help you. Yeah, and I think, like you said about websites and blogs, I think there's also that thing of, there is a lot more opportunity to still make your mark. And I think blogs uh, blogs and websites, you know, there's literally hundreds of millions of them, aren't there? And it's just, you know, it, they're kind of saturated markets in a way. And this is an unsaturated, it's not a saturated channel at all. I think it's something like, it's a 2 million podcasts, active podcasts on Apple, for example. That's not a huge amount. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's 2 million podcasts on Apple, of which 750,000 are actually active. Mm. So active means they're still releasing episodes. And you think that's not a huge amount. So there's the opportunities are there for you to carve your own area. And you know, a hundred people listening to your podcast for half an hour is not something to be sniffed at, you know, and that's kind of it. And you sort of sit there and go, if someone, if you could have people listening to you for that long in an event or in a room, you'd be really yeah, happy with that. And I really think <laughs> thinking of it in that way, you're suddenly like, I don't need to have millions of listeners or whatever. It's like, actually for my niche podcast, having a hundred listeners who are engaged is great. And, you know, and, it. I, and I think that's it's it. there for you. And, um, I, I think the other thing is it's a good way for you to share your story in your own way. And I think mm-hmm. there is this huge thing right now of, you know, let's be honest, the media is is dying a death. You know, that you know, if you pick up any industry magazine now, they're so much thinner than they ever used to be. I mean, yeah, when I was sure. young. Uh, <laughs> and I, I you know, but it's true. You pick up a magazine, you're like, what is this? And I think that's the thing, it's like actually that kind of publishing isn't really happening it doesn't have as much impact anymore and actually you can you can share your story your expertise and who you are and who your business is in your own way and in your own words and I think that's that's a lovely part of podcasting and I think there is also that thing of in terms of growing a business you can get guests on or things like that who you want to showcase or be associated with as well and start to build relationships and that's another area for growth for you and your business as well I think that's the kind of Absolutely. I mean, and it's not just, you know, smaller businesses. I think bigger businesses as well, there's still an opportunity there because you might want to focus that podcast on recruitment. Um, And that's about, you know, maybe there's stories about your company organization or maybe there's a really big topic like sustainability strategies or particular you know, if you're in a major construction project, there might be elements of that that would actually be really useful to share as audio, as a podcast, because it's an easier listen. 
yeah. take more in, don't we? Um, Completely. But even on recruitment, you're like, if you're trying to get graduates on board, why not create yeah. podcasts about some of your graduates? What, you know, a day in the life, this is what we do, how I got into it. And, and that's the kind of thing where you can create really interesting content, audio stories, lots of different stuff that I guess it's a different way of bringing your business to life and what you do. And I think that's that for me is where you can kind of I've certainly found that as well, personally. You know, I would never have sat and written 100 blogs, uh, you know, or, you know, four blogs a month. I just couldn't have done it. It just wasn't something that I could do. But talking, speaking into a microphone, man, it's a really good way of getting all of that stuff out of your head and down um, and and onto, you know, it can be onto paper. I'm sure we'll come onto that and ways to use the audio, but... But you know, it's it's a really cathartic way to to generate <laughs> content as well. It's therapy. Anybody there? She says, "Okay." So, in terms of podcasting, what is the best way to get started? In your opinion, there are lots of practical things you can do. I think there are lots of technical things I could talk about, but actually. Let's assume you're doing for this for yourself and you want to keep the cost down. So my first tip would be you need to record your voice and you need to listen to it. And the reason you need to do that is because it sounds very, very different the first time you do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful, isn't it? It's not yeah. sound, do I really sound like that? Yeah, yeah it sounds different. And yeah. the reason is because we're used to listening to our voice through our heads when we're talking not back through a microphone. So it's very, very different. Um, so I would I would definitely suggest you do something like practice. So if you've got a Mac, you could use GarageBand, you could use your iPhone, um, just record your voice and play it back. Read out a Christmas carol, sing a, you know, read out a poem. It doesn't have to be anything particularly interesting, but just to get into that process of recording and listening back to your voice. I've My biggest block for starting was that I sat in front of the microphone really? <laughs> once I started that was it, it was like, word vomit just but, um, <laughs> exactly um so yeah keeping it simple on recording use garage band on my Mac. I still use garage band on my Mac I, oh, I, I, I used no it the other day can I just I say I tried to edit an episode myself the other day and it was, it was I think it was two and a half minutes it took me two friggin' hours on garage <laughs> That's, that's how awful I am at editing. Right? That's really so bad. Well, that's why I just send it to my editor. Idea, I would. It would take me ten to twelve minutes to record an episode. Depending if it's one of my episodes, it will take me less than thirty minutes to edit the episode. Yeah, um, not me. It will take me way longer. Don't you know. <laughs> Practice. I record my intros on GarageBand, which, and that took me long yeah. enough because I'm rubbish at it. And yeah. then I just send them to my editor to put yeah. them together because I can't be doing yeah, that. But you but know, you know what? There's lots of different ways of doing it. <laughs> you, do, you do you. I mean, you can add the bells and whistles on later on. You'd, you know, you can there were no bells and whistles. So it's just trying to make it sound normal. <laughs> What's going on? I don't like GarageBand. It's, 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 you're, you're an Android user, though, aren't you? This is a this is a Mac yeah. thing. You don't like uh, Macs. Well, I've got oh, a MacBook. I, I work on a MacBook, okay. MacBook Pro day in day out. But GarageBand, I just okay. don't like. I tried to skip the other week as well. What, what else like could you use? Audacity. That's not free, though, is That's it? That's even right? worse. 
I found that like I don't know I don't like editing software that's what I've come up with okay <laughs> I'll just pay someone Emma <laughs> well, you know what I would like listeners to think that it is easy and you can it is, do if it you're not me if you're not I <laughs> um but you know have a player I I I found it simple once I knew which which buttons to press it's the same yeah. process it's a process it's over and over that you're not doing anything any differently each time yeah. Um, and I overlay my <laughs> intro and outro. So all I'm doing is is doing each episode. Um, I think yeah. think about outsourcing it, but it, I, on, I outsource other parts of my podcasting process. We'll come on to that. But that bit I could do so quickly. It was one of those. Where there's yeah, I, do you know what, and I think that you've got a good point there. It's actually choosing the bits that you enjoy doing and you're good at. I am not good at editing. Whereas, you know what I mean? So it's like. There's other, I have other skills. Um, so, well, you, have, you have great content to promote your podcast. So, you know, that's unsurprisingly, yeah. that's, you know. Um, got a lot of voice on. Um, so in terms of me and what I think about getting started, I just think listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn what you like, what you don't like, what length works. You know, you can listen. And also I think listen quite intently into not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it, how things are structured and like what formats they're using what's their intro what's their outro so actually you break it down and I think that gives you then you can then you start to build on this is the structure that this podcast follows do I like this what elements do I like and then you can start to think about how you'd build your own and I think actually listening to podcasts is probably a really good way of doing that and then you just get to get an understanding of what it is what's out there um so for me I think getting started that is kind of one of the key things is actually go out and listen to someone just understand how they're structured and how they work um and yeah and I think if you're going to get started as well I think one of the things is can you go out and yeah I think I think doing that that's probably my key one is go out and listen to some and kind of break yeah them down it's a really good stuff. point actually because I I knew I didn't want to I couldn't get through long episodes myself so I deliberately yeah. didn't choose to do that format and I wanted to create really right from the start really snackable easy content that would be a back catalogue of sort of you could binge it like a Netflix box set kind of situation yeah. and actually I do get from my downloads I would say about half come from back catalogue every month I get that weird binging thing when you can see someone's definitely just gone through and that's yeah. a long old time and gone through loads of episodes yeah, but um, and that's great that means you're producing something that people really like yeah it does and I think time. the other yeah and like you said if you like snackable ones that's absolutely fine you know there are some podcasts that are literally only five minutes long they talk about one thing that's it you get your snack off you go kind of thing so there's lots of different formats lots of different ways of doing and I think listen to a lot of podcasts understand how they're structured Mm. and then think about what you actually really like from that and what you'd like to do I think that's and also I think that's thinking about what podcast you like think it leads to sort of to talk about audience a bit doesn't it and I think a lot of those ones we talked you talked about at the beginning where people have started podcasts and stopped I'll wager that they didn't really think about their audience they didn't really think about why they were starting a podcast and they didn't really have a goal for that podcast so um mine was very clear um and I wanted to grow a, a new audience that wanted to learn this type of content and I also wanted to engage people and come into my world and onto my email list you know it's a marketing tool as well isn't it so that's there were there were two there's two ways I measure the success of the podcast and I'm still doing it so it's obviously working because I'm, I'm looking at those metrics and, and everything's working but I think a lot of people that start and stop just don't think about what they're trying to get out of creating a podcast yeah I think there's, I think there's, it's, it's a number of things, isn't it? What you're trying to get out of it, 
and also that part that we talked about earlier about what you enjoy and what works for you mm-hmm. because also if it's if it's too much of a stretch you are not going to want to do it regardless of what the it. goals are no. so I think it's it's that weird it's a couple of bits you really need to think about is actually and then also time I guess time is actually in there as well how much time do you realistically have to commit and then it all kind of builds into that picture of you know how to get the most out of podcasting but yeah definitely I think you're right yeah Um, it all needs thinking about for sure and in terms of how do I know what topics to cover or what to do well I think it's sort of related to to audience as well isn't it well who it's the same if we're taking this as a podcast to grow your your business to grow your audience then it's thinking about that audience you know as I said before there's everything from knitting to swimming the channel or how to become the next big business leader you know um poetry you know all sorts everything (laughs) in between you know and some of them have I've noticed the most niche ones tend to have really really good quality downloads um I move in podcasting circles but I you know I talk to a lot of (laughs) And actually, that you know, some of them have a super, super, super niche um, topic, and I'm like, wow! But actually, they have staggering stats. So you know, yeah, don't, oh. people know what to come to them for. It's like I just want to know about this, and, exactly. and they drill down to it. Yeah, and it's, if you think about your right business, now. that's what you're trying to do all the time. You want to be known for the X, Y, Z. You want yeah. to be the person to go to for, you know, whatever it is, um, or the way you do something, or the way you attract staff, or the way you go about you know, major projects or whatever it happens to be. So to be specific, I think, in summary, you know, um, also do some keyword research because Apple in particular, you have to log keywords when you log your podcast, only the first time with them. So think about if the podcasts that you like listening to that you think are in your area, look at what keywords they come up for. There's a little bit of research if you want to. There's also you have to tag them, don't you? That's categories. categories. That's what I mean by the keywords. Yeah. So I think the categories, you're absolutely right. Because it's like, I was like, do I come into design or marketing? I think initially I started off as marketing. Then I looked actually again and I was like, actually, some of the podcasts that are similar or similar space to mine, they're in design. So I actually moved it across. But yeah, so you're absolutely right. So there's like two areas you can kind of look at, I think, for, for what we do. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting. And, and, and you're right, it's getting the right categories. And yeah. then thinking, you know, what topics. But I think, I mean, it was interesting when you're talking about topics and stuff. It's like, actually, that's one of the reasons for this name change for my show. For I was mm-hmm. like, actually... I do built environment marketing. That's what I do as a business. And actually having my podcast with a similar name, it fits into all my other comms so much better and so much more closely. So you're right in terms of having an aligned strategy and how everything fits together in your in your Absolutely. marketing ecosystem. I think that's kind of what you need to do as well. So understanding that, what topics. And, and uh, yes, my podcast is very, very niche and I'm happy with that. But, you know, because that's that's doing, that's helping the audience that I want to target. But it's also, but I always make sure that the conversations are still open to other people outside the sector. It doesn't stop them from listening. Still very conversational, but I do built environment marketing. So I, it will always relate back to that. It's I a great name change. Thing. Yeah, it does work really well. And yeah. that was literally, I gave it 10 titles on a train in June. I look back, it's like, oh, yeah. It's yeah, like sometimes you have to do exactly what it says on the tin. And that's that's what I went for with mine. Sometimes you can overthink these things. You yeah, know. and also I think as well, if you're if you've got a second to capture someone's attention when they're flicking through hundreds of podcasts, mm. make it as simple as possible. It's like any comms, isn't yeah. it? What's gonna stop the scroll? And it's like, actually, I need that. 
that's me. You'd have to be really, it's much harder to grow one, just on names. It's much harder to grow a podcast that has an unusual name. If you call yourself the Inbetweeners, but it's actually about HR. I don't know why I picked. No, I'm going to understand no exactly, and you won't. People won't find the you. and they won't find no. you. And, and people will so, suddenly go, "What's the name of your podcast again?" If you got one, you know, yeah. And it's like actually, it's a lot easier now to find. So I think, yeah, definitely on the topics. Don't be worried. Don't be too worried about being too. And niche. if you look at the more serious business, or let's talk about, you know, the really, really. Um, famous shows and even in marketing you know the top top three five they do their yeah. names are they do exactly what they say on the tin um, um I they, think they don't it. have that obscure name so okay so, so what, moving on so is the only option that you have to do a show yourself no <laughs> no um I know people that do well there's lots of formats you can do whatever you like um there's no rules you know, you you do you. So I would say for me, it was always going to be a solo show, and I do, and and, and I have guests on every so often. Your yeah. format is is a guest show. Um, yeah, I, I might start doing those. some individual ones at some point, but really, yeah, I'm really rubbish at like recording this. <laughs> I find it easier to interview and talk like this, recording them on my own. I'm like, I find that really hard, and I just yeah. stumble. Hence two hours for three minutes but um, it's practice isn't it it's practice and you know, yeah some, some people do say very little on their podcast so I I've been on one and you know it was literally they didn't say anything really which yeah. is very you know again a different style sometimes it's all about the co-host talking to each other um which you know is another is another style you know it's sort of this sort of <laughs> banter type podcast um and I, I think, so many but also I think the thing about you don't have to do your own show. Like you, your no. strategy could be actually, I'm going to aim to go on four podcasts in my area of specialization over the next oh, year. That could true. be your strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's actually a good way in if before you set up on your own is actually to find out if you like being on podcasts and that's actually true. someone else, someone else does all the work. So yeah. I kind of think actually as a strategy, that's a good way in. And, uh, you know, I, I actually would say to people, start there before doing your own. Because then at least you're not sitting there trying to set up a podcast, buy the equipment, do all of that stuff. And then suddenly, go, I yeah. don't like it. I don't like so, it. Which is what those people did in 2020 when they just did five episodes and went, oh, gosh, this is not for me. Yeah, it's hard um, work, actually. Yeah. So I think that going on, going on other people's, but yeah, making yeah. sure you kind of do it well. So you have listened to their show. You understand why you'd be a good guest, you know doing all the good stuff I think is going to be yeah, important. Yeah, you get a sort of inside track on how it works. I mean, I've been surprised when people have come on to the podcast and they've known very little about what's going on. And I've had to explain, you know, you need to wear headphones, you know, you need to make sure you're somewhere that's quiet. <laughs> do you not do, do you do full briefs? Because I always yeah, write a full. I do, yeah. But so, so this, I do a pre-chat, so I'm referring to the pre-chat. So I've been surprised at how little people know about, oh yeah, I'll come on your podcast. And then I talk to them and say, right, you can't swear. You can't, uh, you know, you you can't, you can talk, you can talk over each other. That's fine, but over the over the ear headphones really help with that because you can really hear the other person and you can hear your own voice and yeah. um, make sure you're in a quiet quiet room and you know just little things like that. Really, it's it's so you would get a, yeah you would get a lot of experience going on other podcasts first. I can see why oh, that would be the easiest way. I think, but also I just it it's your way of sharing your knowledge with their audience. Again, you know that whole thing of you know community and partnering and building your visibility and business via mm. other people's networks it's, it's a great a, it's a way great way of doing it yeah 
Exactly. Exactly. In terms of business growth. And are there kind of any tips you have on getting on other people's podcasts? Um, well, you know, it, this is still quite an undeveloped area, I think. Um, there are so there are not that many podcast directories and most of them are paid for now, which is a they shame. Are. There's not yeah. really anyone doing that for free, which, is a, which is, a, is a shame. There are a few, but you have to be in the right sort of groups to know where they are. Um, and finally, the right guests, I think, is tricky. Um, so, so LinkedIn is great. You know, you can find people on LinkedIn. So that's why it's important. Go back to Saul Stacey's uh, show yesterday. And um, she was on your podcast yesterday, Stacey Meadwell. And I I was uh, about LinkedIn. Actually, it's really important that you are, are consistent across channels because if someone's coming up, you know, looking at your LinkedIn feed to see if you can talk about a topic, you know, that's one of the places I'm having. <laughs> so, Everything's got to be interconnected now. I think that's yeah, the thing. You're yeah, absolutely right. Totally, across all totally. the channels. Um, and you know, if you're going on podcasts, make sure you listen to them. I get approached by people because <laughs> I'm in business and marketing and they rattle oh on. Oh my God. That's not my audience though. That's not, you haven't yeah. listened to my podcast. So yeah, like, would you like to have the best ever US Forbes rated blah, blah, blah talking? And you're like, no, no not really. my audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think, and guess, as we've just said, is about the prep time, having a really good brief because not everyone knows what they're doing some people might be nervous and it's just having that really clear I think having some sort of formula you want to go through even if you don't go through it makes everyone feel more comfortable Um, I don't think it's too dissimilar to like because we obviously what we do it's not dissimilar to like having a brief for an event you know like what's your structure your intro questions this is the equipment you need to do to prepare so having all of that ready but also I think if you're gonna like you said in terms of listening to a few episodes that's important also how you approach people it's like do you need to offer them something you know I always think you get your wish list of the podcast that you want to get on understand what their podcast is trying to do so you know who are they targeting what they talk about and then kind of write a tailored pitch which Mm -hmm. is I listened to this show with Stacey this is what Stacey said I thought it was really good this is you know my connections and what I could bring to your show here are some ideas on what I could talk about, talk about yeah. you know, and you could do it in their style of like titles. So, you know, you, so it shows that you are, you know, it's a tailored pitch. Whereas a lot of the stuff that we get is pure spam. That have, you has nothing had one, to, have you had a cold pitch that you've had on yet? No, no, me either. I've had pure spam. All I've had is spam. So every guest I have, I approach, I've not had a cold pitch where I've gone. This is a really good pitch. I just haven't yeah. had one come through, no, I but I do either. understand them. I mean, it's like any cold pitch, right? I think you've got mm-hmm. to, if you, if that, if someone did this and they sold it to me in the way that, you know, listen to your show, really like this episode with such and such, because rather than just using that as a statement and not saying why, it, and then a couple of kind of, you know, this is what I could bring to your show, then I would be a lot more open to it, but I've not had one come through. No, um, it's tricky. And I think um, the other places. <laughs> to find shows is to look at podcast directories and look for keywords yeah um and see if there are people already as a, you know because having people from other podcasts is a great way as we've already said so finding other shows um or just ideas for for content or guests that might have been on other podcasts that were really good exactly yeah it's like i've got one out next week where it's the aec marketing show which is a us-based one she does exactly the same thing as me and like but that's great so you know she'll put links to my show and vice versa and mm. you know so it's it's that whole reciprocal audience of yeah, people who are interested in in our sector so yeah works very very well 
So yeah. next thing is, I guess, um, I guess we need to talk about how to get onto Apple and Spotify. How do you, how do you get your podcast onto there? How does it work? Well, this is a bit of a technical question, isn't isn't it? But um, yeah. basically, you do have to have a a host for your podcast. So there's host platforms, um, and then in simplified terms, you know, you know, Buzzsprout or Anchor FM or Libsyn or others. Um, so uh, you can put them on any of those. You just you can choose one that suits your budget, suits um, how many shows you're releasing. There's an RSS feed that basically pushes your show out to these platforms and you choose which platforms uh, you want to have them on. Now, the first time you do Apple is a bit of a strange, weird, glitchy thing where Apple like you to pre-register your show. You have to apply to be on Apple and they they ask for more criteria, um, stipulate the exact uh, artwork size. You have to assess whether your show is going to be classed as explicit or not. And that it's explicit if one person swears. So, this is why I'm quite I'm quite strict <laughs> on it because um, they can re-rate your show as explicit if you have someone on that's swearing. So it, it, that's but you only do that once, and it's it's really straightforward. Um, they don't make it too difficult, but you do have to wait a couple of weeks for them to to yeah. recognise your show. But you only do that once. So then it's just basically using any kind of. I mean, it's, the the user interface on most of these hosting platforms are pretty simple. Yeah, it's literally you know, just a simple upload. upload add yeah. your text for your show. Well, what's the title, and then Most you put your show notes in. Integrated yeah. form, you know, they have some sort of word widget in there that that makes it really easy to paste text in and links things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's it really. You just choose choose where yours go. So mine goes up pushed to my website every week. It gets pushed onto all the major platforms i would i get my listens split between spotify is a very very close second to apple at the moment in fact it mm. nudges above it quite often now um which is interesting but yeah i guess it just depends isn't it where people are listening from and, and and all of that kind of stuff but you're absolutely right the whole thing about you've got your host where you upload your episode to and they host that piece of content mm-hmm. and then it's pushed out to the various directories which are apple and spotify and whenever yeah. you hit publish and it's it's quite an easy system to do once you've it set is. it up yeah it's just set up at the start of the application bit but that's all kind of done for your whole host anyway yeah i suppose anything i would say about hosts is just i don't know if this is still the case but certainly when i started my podcast um there were places like anchor fm which are free and great and easy to use but you need to just watch that you do own your content that you're putting up there um which is why i ended up going for a paid for service with libsyn so quite a few people, you know, came a cropper where they actually can do whatever they like with the content because it does it isn't actually yours. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what, yeah, owning your own content, I think it's important. And I'm yeah, happy to totally. pay. And it's a small amount. I think I pay like was it eight, nine quid a month yeah, for Sprout. So it's not huge. And I think as well, when you're looking at, yeah, I just think about what you want from your podcast episodes, for which host you use really, but there are some good entry level ones you can use and they're really easy to totally. use. Totally. Yeah, um, people so, like recommendations, though, don't they? We use different ones, I think, don't we? So you, you use Libsyn, don't you? Yeah. I'm a Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Yeah. Uh, but I might look for one that does video, maybe. I might switch. Libsyn does video. Ooh, maybe. So there you go. I might have a look. <laughs> They're on the beta version of Libsyn 5 at the moment, which I think is supposed to be slightly better as well. But Okay. It's something I, I, it's in the back of my head, but I don't need to do really. Um, so what is the best way to measure ROI or return mm. on investment, as it's known, in your this opinion? This made me think this question, actually, because I've, 
I know from my own perspective what I'm doing and I know what my goal is, but actually it really made me think about how to help people listening today with with things. And there's a few things I came across recently. And one was that I think reviews used to be a really sort of heralded as this sort of way of getting a really good show and having lots of reviews. And it is important to have reviews for Apple um, and, and for social p- proof, you know, when you're sharing posts on social media and you want people to listen, it's always a really, it's like recommendations, isn't it? Yeah. Always good. But I th- be really clear about why you're using that metric. There's no evidence now that supports that, that in any way Apple will prioritize your podcast if it has more reviews or it will in any way um, relate to downloads. So that's something to think about. Mm. Um, and increasing your I, I think increasing your reach and increasing your downloads is a good one but not in that oh I want x amount of downloads it's it's about that incremental growth so having a yeah. having a goal and looking at ways you can achieve that goal so whether yeah. that's an extra 100 a month or whether you want to be doubling the size by in six months you know it's chi- and work towards that because there are yeah. Most of the, and you you know this IO, but most of the work in getting downloads is in the marketing of the podcast and sharing Not, it and sharing it again and sharing yeah. it in a slightly different way with a slipping angle. But yeah, and you're absolutely yeah. right. And I I I kind of put down. I mean, you've got the normal like the listeners, the followers, people following you. Uh, you also got. I mean, the thing I find is that you can't sit there and go, "Well, someone from this company followed, listened to you, you, an episode." You can't go that granular. But what you can do, you can, for example, in Google Analytics, you can set up UTM links. So like you can add those and use those to track how many people are converting from LinkedIn or how many people are converting from different different social very media. So that's another way. Very few from LinkedIn. <laughs> very, but then but then I think most of mine is actually from LinkedIn. So I think that's it. It's it's kind of who your audience are and who you're connected to as well. Um, it's really, yeah, I think that's the one bit where it's like, it's really hard, but I think a lot of it is also anecdotal. So if I'm out and about and someone says, I listen, then that, that's yeah. the metric that I kind of think, oh yeah. yeah. And, then and there, there, are other, there are other things as well, like the, the, uh, Apple podcast charts. I mean, if you, it's a, it's a good stat. I, I go in and out of the charts. I've been in the top one. I'm, I'm semi-regularly in the top 100 for marketing in the UK, but yeah. in lots of charts, I was you know, big in South Africa for a long time. Singapore or something like that. You know, like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the US is my second biggest market, unsurprisingly. Um, but but Africa and South Africa, I'm pretty huge. There down, you go. When you're you know, walking down Cape Town one day, yeah, she'll I mean, be like, oh, Emma, is really, that you? I know that voice. Um, but it, it, it varies. But it's about, un, you know, understanding where you want to be. And this comes back to setting goals and things like that. Yeah. Is making sure you understand what, you know, if that's important to you, um, then, you know, set that as your benchmark. But but it's the growing the downloads is not, it just, it doesn't actually happen organically is what I just, that was my big. No, you have to do a lot of work to grow it. And I think that's it. You look at it as constantly, you know, keep talking about your podcast, keep sharing it. So that people, yeah. I mean, like, still now people go, oh, I didn't know you had a podcast. It's like, really? And I can see that in my stats. When I yeah. first started, it was like this. And um, I I didn't really have the right things in place. You know, the links we've talked about, 
um, making sure everything's got a link and conversions are really big. And then I started to do more and my conversions just yeah. started to do this. And you see it and it's like, actually, that's what you need. Yeah. Um, before we close out, and uh, we do have a question from Michael Fisher, who I know does a podcast called Constructive Voices, I think it's called. Oh. Um, so he's asked us a question, what platform do you use for guest podcast episodes? Which ones do you use, Emma? I just use Zoom. But I don't use. Video. How do you find that? I've used it before. Find, How do you find it? Audio. Find, but yeah. the, the, the if you put your video on, the audio quality nose dives. Really? Yeah, massively. That's what. So okay. I, I, so, I, I people to turn the video off, and they go, "Oh, really?" <laughs> yep. I was going to say what. Well, um, then my recommendation will work for you. If you, I, the one I tend to use is called Zencaster, which is actually a dedicated audio recording thing. And but you do have video, the free version, you do have video, but it doesn't record it. So but it means you can see each other and it still records it. And it's way better than Zoom. And your audio quality is high quality audio. So that's the one that I use Um, for this. Obviously, I'm using I'm using StreamYard because I'm recording. We're doing these live streamed into LinkedIn. And actually, I've upgraded my premium so that I can download individual audio tracks and actually the audio from this is very very good as well so those are two that you could use Streamyard, um but zencaster is actually free um yeah, and that's I the one i mainly use actually but only once so but yeah the, the free one is absolutely great and you get high quality audio and you can see people and not record so i think that's fine because at least it's easier to interview i used to do interviews and not see people and it's just harder it's just you don't have that rapport and it's hard to not jump in and stuff like that so that's what I use. I uh, hope that helps, Michael. And now, oh, leadership in construction. Ever tried Riverside? Oh, he's got. Uh, I Riverside. haven't. I've, I've tried it. I didn't like it that much. Did you like it? Riverside. I've never used it, but I um, much like Anchor. I don't think you own your own content. Ah. And you need to check that out first. But that I've not heard brilliant things about it. But I haven't personally used it myself, so I can't. Actually, I recorded a podcast with another on someone else's podcast the other week on Riverside. It took absolutely ages to upload the track to the actual application, literally like half an hour. When normally on Zencaster, it's more or less instantaneous. So I was a bit like, this is a long mm-hmm. time to upload the audio. So um, I didn't love it that much. So, yes. So I use Zencaster, not Riverside. Uh, okay, so tools, resources, and tips. So quick fire round. Top tools and resources to follow for so if you want to get into yes, podcasting. I, know, I really enjoyed <laughs> collating these for my old episodes. So a pod pod follow oh. is free, and it allows you to create a show link before you've released an episode, which means you can create all your socials and schedule your content to coincide with when your uh, show goes live. So you'd have to show live, go back in, get the link, and then put it into your my next one is SpeakPipe, which is free. So if you want to continue the sort of audio theme with people engaging with you and getting in touch, it's a free voicemail platform. You can create your SpeakPipe page and uh, people can leave you audio content, which and I've had some really interesting responses on there. Um, I was going to say, uh, Memo FM is another one that does exactly uh, the same thing where, cool. where you can record. Yeah, yeah, that's another one it's, that it's, I've, it's I've used in the past. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. In terms of marketing, uh, Canva Quick Create is a really simple way to create multiple uh posts about your podcast artwork so you can it creates all the different ones you might need for your different platforms but with one piece of artwork um you probably need pro for that but it's not very expensive about ten dollars a month um and you need to you can upload your brand guidelines so it does it all for you which saves you going in again and creating individual posts each time um yeah. 
otter.ai is free for transcriptions. Um, I use the paid version, but I release four episodes a month, so it works out fine for me. Um, yeah. Really, really it's good. Quality, quality, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, really good quality transcription. You just upload your audio file and it's ready really quickly. I have also used rev.com. That's paid for. I've, I've switched to just using Otter. There wasn't really much value in me using a paid for one, uh, as much paying as much as Rev costs for, for theirs. Um, although they do do good subtitles if you're using video. Uh, Wave is good for audiograms. Yeah, that's um, what I use. I love it. Audio clip. Um, I also use Headliner, <clears throat> mostly because it's free with Libsyn. Um, so I don't have to do any uploading and downloading it. Just do you want to create a headliner from this show? Um, free hosting platforms, I think we've covered. But yeah, check the T's and C's. And my last one is Audio Jungle, which is really good, free intro and outro, royalty-free music, or for uh, special effects, which I sometimes have shooses in my show. Yeah, mine doesn't if I edit it on my own, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) More complexity. Uh, I had a couple. So um, I think the podcasting for business podcast that Lindsay Ann does is very good. Gives you a lot of really practical stuff. Very good. Uh, and also she just produce, she produces and run courses. And also um, there's someone called Christine, I think it's Menza, and she does a lot on social media and she talks a lot about talking about podcasts. And she also has a book, which is So You Want to Start a Podcast, which is one of the things that I kind of read yeah. when I was setting up in July 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lindsay helped me with my podcast. Yeah, so those are kind of my hints and tips. Um, and that's kind of it. And thank you for coming on the show, Emma. And oh, how can people find out about you? Uh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my uh, podcast is on all the major streaming platforms. You can search for Emma Drake or Communication Strategy That Works. Um, or you can go to my consulting website, which is henby.co.uk. Fantastic. And everything will be in the show notes as per normal. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Built Environment Marketing Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes, which will have useful links and resources connected to this episode. You can find that on abassmarketing.com. And of course, if you like the show, please do share it with others on social as it helps more people to find us. See you soon.